Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to Family is the Answer, an adoption and foster care podcast. I'm Karina Kuna Henson, Managing Director for Rohe Foundation. Together with Podcast Network Asia, we're here to share resources to inform you and stories to inspire you about adoption and foster care. Hope you enjoy listening. Hey, everybody. I just want to welcome you to another episode of Family the Answer, the podcast. So glad that you are joining us today. My name is Karina Henson, and I am the executive director for Rohe Foundation here in Manila. We are now a licensed child placement agency and we're able to walk alongside families as they choose to go through whether it's adoption or fostering and really help answer the questions that the community at large might have when it comes to how to respond to the orphan crisis. Another thing that we do as Rohe Foundation is we run a series of forums Some of them are requirements for the adoption process, and those are our monthly online pre-adoption and pre-foster care forums. Those are the requirements for you if you want to apply to become a licensed foster parent or you want to get started on your adoption journey. But we also have a bunch of events that we have. We usually do these face-to-face. We call them Family is the Answer. And they're events that we have on ground in various locations, usually at a church community that invites us. And it's really aimed at helping the church and the members of that church get a deeper understanding and a deeper appreciation and also a vision for adoption. It's not just for those who want to adopt. It's really to help everybody figure out what their role and response is towards the orphan crisis. And so really excited about today's episode because a couple of weeks ago, we held a Family is the Answer forum at Victory Las Piñas. If you've been tuning into our podcast, you would have heard Pastor Edre Kanda's message um, in the previous episode. But today, that same forum, we had the opportunity to hear from this organization called Kids with Purpose International. This is one of my favorite children's homes in all of the Philippines. It was started by a good friend of mine, Deanna Collins. She is a wonderful woman with an incredible heart. And because of just the time that she's dedicated to setting up this children's home, um, they've been able to raise such incredible young men and young women who get discipled in that home. They discover Jesus in that place and are really able to live a purposeful life, regardless of the outcomes, whether they get adopted or not, they're able to live such purposeful lives. And so I absolutely love this particular children's home. Just a couple of months ago, they hired a new executive director to lead Kids with Purpose International. His name is Pastor Saul Huang. And in this episode, he's going to share a little bit about the story of the children's home. He talks about their journey, his own personal journey to understanding their work and feeling called by God to do this. And he gives us the great privilege of hearing from two of the children that are under their care, Krisha and Jonathan. They share their testimonies. They share really so vulnerably the journey that they've been on, their experiences at Kids with Purpose International. And they talk about really what it's like 
to be someone who has been orphaned and is in need and is waiting for a forever family. And so it was an extremely moving time. And my hope is that as you listen to Saul, Wang, and Krisha and Jonathan, is that room would be created in your heart, space would be made in your heart for those who are desperately in need of a forever family. Hopefully this gives you a glimpse into the realities of life in a children's home, one of the best of them too. So this doesn't actually paint a very accurate picture of what life is in a children's home in general. But I hope that it creates space so that we would all be able to discover that we have room in our hearts to figure out for ourselves how we can respond to those in need of a loving family. So I hope you enjoy this episode. You're about to hear from Pastor Saul Wang and two of the kids, Krisha and Jonathan. Let me just give you a background. Kids with Purpose International used to be called My Father's House. So we've been here for 22 years. But in 2018, they said, you know, we want to change that and make it into Kids with Purpose. And I suddenly saw the heart of Miss Deanna and in the many, many things that had happened in the past 22 years. It was not just about adoption it was not just about foster care. Of course, that's our goal. But I saw the heart of Deanna, that every child has a purpose in life. I mean, we, we teach that. We preach that in church. But yet, Deanna takes it in a, in a different level this time. Our goal is to get them adopted into forever homes. Of course, that is the main thing, right? But more than that, it's actually helping them achieve the purpose of God. In their lives. And so right away, I saw it and I said, ah, Deanna, I'm there with you. And so our vision is to see children thrive in life. Okay? Life is the acronym for leadership, integrity, family, and then excellence. The mission is very simple, to honor God and empower children in need. So that's basically a very simple statement for all of us. Raising kids with purpose, we want to instill hope discover their identity, and raise kids with a purpose. Our focus areas are many. There are six, in fact. Number one is community outreach. We just don't want our kids basically just to be on the, the receiving end. You know, help me, I need help. But we want to instill in the hearts of our children that we can be a blessing to the community. In fact, come Monday, we are going as far as Tanay, by the Sierra Madre Mountains. It's a two-pronged event. We're going to have our camp. But we're also reaching out to the Dumagat tribe. We are ministering to 16 families with 40 children. Really, at the heart of it, we want the heart of the gospel to be lived out in their lives. We do social services. We provide social services for each child, like group work, counseling. We do field work, home visits, advocacy, and networking with other agencies, just like what we're doing now. Thirdly, we also do leadership development. Much of the things that we do is geared towards having them achieve their purpose in life, but at the same time, be a blessing in leading others to Christ, leading others also to good values. And that's basically what I see. I mean, I don't even have to teach it. It's already there. Okay? I came in surprised of how the whole team with Miss Diana had achieved together as Kids with Purpose International. The other focus areas is residential care. And unlike other institutions that you may see out there, 
you probably see 150 kids and they have their own hall and that's where they live. But in our institution, we make sure that there is care and love in every home. In fact, we have about three homes. We have three homes. We have a home for bigger boys, and then we have a home for smaller kids, smaller boys, and then we have a home for ladies or girls, okay? We have house parents to take care of them every single day. What an amazing sight. I was surprised to see what was happening inside. It wasn't just, you know, you walk into an institution and there's a lot of double-deck beds around and that's where they are. No. You see, really, it's a home setup, which I truly appreciate with Kids with Purpose International. Of course, we have also educational assistance and then health services. We have a registered nurse in our residence. I want you to know how proud I am as a... Pwede bang dad? Dad na rin, di ba? All right. So this is Jonathan. This is Krisha to tell their testimony. So hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan. I'm 17 years old. I was rescued in Kansas City when I was when I was baby, and uh, that's where my life started. I was referred to a shelter called Redeemer's Home, where they took care of me and provided everything I need. So I lived there for nine long years, but I'm living there without uh, knowing anything about myself, anything about my background, my life background, my history. But until the day I got transferred to a home called Kids with Purpose, there I got to know my history and my background. They explain everything in my first time that I understand and know why my parents left me. I had the very hard time understanding those things. I even had a hard time forgiving my parents for what they did and didn't do, for not doing their responsibilities as my parents. But later on, as God talked to me that it's not really their fault that I'm here, but it's always God's purpose and plan. I just learned that in life, my past may hurt me. I had these feelings that, that sometimes hurt me. When I uh, remember the reason why my parents left me, but God told me my past will never hurt me again. God didn't want me to be to be prison of it. So he helped me see through the barriers that it's not them that matters. It's me. And he wanted me to understand that he is always there for me. And he will never leave me nor forsake me. And I just love that God never left me. Even before I thought I was alone. But I was never alone because he is a father to the fatherless. He accepted me as a child and adopted me even before I wasn't born. Thank you. Krisha, 
There you go. Go, Chris. Um, hi, my name is Christian. When I was two years old, my biological father decided to give me to his aunt because of their financial status. Lola A can provide my financial needs, but most of the time she left me the relative because I for her to go to other places. She usually left me, leave me to her daughter who hurts me physically, verbally as form of her discipline or sometimes hurts me just because. This goes on four months based on what I can remember. Then because of this, I tend to roam around the street and nearby community to, to get away from her. When I was three years old, when I was three years old, I met a woman named Lola V who saw me on the street and also take care of me whenever she saw me. Lola B is known to be an acquaintance to Lola A. She asked Lola A if, if she can take care of me temporarily and also to get away from her daughter. Lola B has a friend. It is Tita Marisa who saw me and she asked if she could also take care of me instead because her kids are all in work or in college. Then I stayed there for almost two years. Then 2015, my foster dad, my foster dad got terminally sick. The family has suffered financially and they decided to surrender me to the SWD for shelter. When I was, when I was surrendered to, to the SWD, that those times I can remember what I feel. But thinking about my past now, I feel like disappointed, sad, and with mixed emotion because the relationship that I built with that foster family was put to waste when they surrendered me to the institution. Then I stayed in Bayaruga for almost six months. Then I was transferred to Kids with Purpose, previously known as my father's house. When I first came to Kids with Purpose, she showed me the real love of her family and teach me to enhance my talents and to know God. Then when I know God, I realized that all that happens in my life was God's purpose and plan. That's why before I end, I just wanted to encourage if God puts you the desire to adopt or full stretch, stop hesitating because I know how hard it is to wait to be placed in a loving home and a loving family. If I may not or be adopted in the future, behalf of the other children and want to advocate and stand for with them. Maraming salamat. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Families to Answer, the podcast. I hope you were able to learn more through the experiences of Jonathan and Krisha and it gave you a glimpse into what life is like for a child who is waiting for their forever family and hoping to be adopted. And there are many more like them. I so admire both of them and their courage, 
their faith, their boldness to share their stories. I know it wasn't easy for them and we would ask everybody to really just protect the integrity around their stories. And they share that in the safe place of our forum and have actually graciously agreed to share it with all of you through our podcast. But we hope that their stories would have moved you in a way um, and created space in your hearts not just for them, but for the many children in the Philippines who are in need of a family. So do make sure to check out Kids With Purpose International to find out more about how you can support their work, how you can support the children at their home, and uh, how you can stand with them in prayer and faith for the different things that they need. So check them out at www.kidswithpurposeinternational.org and stay tuned for our next episode because that will be part two where Pastor Saul will pick up where he left off and he's going to share a little bit more about family, about orphanhood, about faith, how that all ties together. And I think we'll all learn a lot from that. So stay tuned for next episode. Hope to see you guys then. That's it for me. Bye. That was the Family is the Answer podcast by Rohe Foundation and powered by Podcast Network Asia. If you're interested to know more about adoption and foster care, visit our website at rohefoundation.org where you can find articles, videos, and other resources. You can also find us on social media. We're Rohe Foundation on Instagram and Facebook. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope to catch you at our next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.